To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by PB and Joey. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com for more information. $35 or more gets you free shipping. That's pbandjoey.com for more information. pbandjoey.com. Hey, everyone. Here's a great way to support this website and make money for yourself. This is Robinhood, the app that makes investing easier and offers more ways to make your money work harder. Their goal? Investing in financial markets more affordable, more intuitive, and more fun, no matter how much experience you have or don't have. Keep a broker in your back pocket. Everything you need to manage your assets and all available in a single app. Set up customized news and notifications to stay on top of your assets as casually or as relentlessly as you like. Controlling the flow of info is up to you. Have access to stocks, funds, options, cash management, and cryptocurrency. Make unlimited commission-free trades in stocks, funds, and options with Robinhood Financial. The same goes for buying and selling cryptocurrencies with Robinhood Crypto and zero commission fees. Also introducing cash management. Invest, spend, and earn all through your brokerage account. Secure a spot on the waitlist and reserve your card. Here's what I want you to do. Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate and when you click on the referral banner and securely sign up either using your Android, Apple device, or desktop, you get a share of stock value between $3 and $150 after funding your account. That's all you got to do. You get a free stock. I get a free stock. We all win. Trading terms and conditions still apply. See Robinhood.com for more information. Once again, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate, click on the Robinhood referral banner, and claim your free stock. Robinhood, it's time to do money. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's going to do it? You? You, Lieutenant Weinberg? I have a greater responsibility than you can possibly fathom. You weep for Santiago and you curse the Marines. You have that luxury. You have the luxury of not knowing what I know, that Santiago's death, while tragic, probably saved lives. And my existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, saves lives. You don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. We use these words as the backbone of a life spent defending something. You use them as a punchline. I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man who rises and sleeps under the blanket of the very freedom that I provide and then questions the manner in which I provide it. I would rather you just said thank you and went on your way. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a weapon and stand a post. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Did you order the code red? I did the job. Did you order the code red? You're goddamn right I did! You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Jay here, PositiveSarcasm.com, recording here at the Spare Parts Studios. Ooh, getting a little aggressive. Well, it's a Wednesday. Full speed ahead with the bullshit show. You can find me on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. You can find me on Facebook.com. 
<laughs> slash POS sarcasm TikTok at positive underscore sarc. Uh, no, no underscore. Just at positive sarcasm. Hit me up on YouTube as well. You can email me directly. It's a shit show. I woke up this morning and the heat was flying my way. But then again, like I said, I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. I don't need people telling me what to do or what to think, all right? I don't need that shit. I make my own choices because I have educational movements in my thought process. I don't just do shit randomly on the impulse unless I'm bored at a traffic light and that's then I decide to do donuts. That's complete impulses. And sometimes the things out of my mouth aren't completely thought ahead. Sometimes I'm just thinking out loud. Sometimes those words are not complete sentences. It's just random noises. Sounds like a fucking Jeopardy board. And the categories are Fuckface McGee. But I don't care. This is my platform to open shit up and try to figure things out. And then when I go and listen back to the podcast, I take those, some of the ideas that I brought forward and I put them together into little clips. And those are the bits that I later work on for whether it's articles or, or uh, 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 ah, 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 ooh, ooh, for just random shit in general for clips or, or blogs or, po- or later podcasts or conversations, intellectual conversations. How the fuck do you expect to figure stuff out if you don't talk your way through it? And all of a sudden, I wake up in the morning and somebody's telling me how to do my fucking website. Somebody's telling me how to design it and how to run it and how to what to scale back on. You don't know shit. I don't fucking know you. You don't tell me what to do about anything. And then I'll, oh, this one, it gets even better. And this is a perfect example of these, these fucking softy ass bitches who right now are running around scared because a little cold's about to snap their boomer streak. So I get this, uh, I, I, obviously, uh, I went on a little, uh, aggressive on Sunday leftovers against Melissa, Alyssa Milano. And I didn't throw, I didn't throw strictly against the fact that she was wearing a a cloth mask. I mentioned it because it kind of looked that way. But then again, appearances are always deceiving and they are never what they seem. I was just going for the main, I mainly targeted the fact that I can't stand preachy fucking celebrities who don't. Uh, let's see. Who don't let's see? Don't tell me what I don't tell me what I I should do. Not no, they're not telling me what to do. They're insisting or giving their opinion on what maybe I can do. But no, they're telling me through hashtags and through statements what I should do. And then they lobby to they lobby Congress or they lobby towns or they lobby t- uh social media to tell me the, what how I should act. Okay, that's different. They are entitled to their opinion. Alyssa Milano is entitled to her opinion, okay? That is a free country. I never said she has to shut her mouth. I said she should shut her fucking mouth because everything that comes out of her mouth is fucking stupid, all right? And I stand by those thoughts when I go back and listen to them. And yeah, you know what? Even though it was meant for comedic purposes, I go back and listen to it and go, yeah, you know what? For a half-assed thought... Everything that she's thought through is just as stupid, if not more fucking stupid. So I stand by it. And then I get a message. I get this lovely message. And this is two, This is a two-parter, which is perfect. I'll pull it up now. You can't see it, but I could because I record a lot of the things, a lot of the actions that I do. Uh, and I also screenshot a lot of the things that come my way. For example... So I get a message this morning. If you haven't, you can go to my Instagram or my social media or my YouTube. 
Uh, one of the two, of course. And there was a little there was a little bleep blop bloop uh, of the thing I said about Alyssa Milano. And I've been dying to say it for a while about these celebrities who tell us what we should be doing and how they're shocked and upset and but don't ever listen to fucking celebrities. It's just just the word of advice. Unless it's Michael Jordan, don't fucking listen to celebrities. Um, you don't know who they fucked to get up to the top. Unless it's the way you're looking to get to the top is by getting on top or underneath, then don't generally don't listen to celebs. So this uh, Instagrammer, who's not known because he's just some Canadian punk-ass bitch, uh, I'm not going to give his, his handle, but he did leave a comment originally, and he commented on my Alyssa Milano post. Alyssa is just giving her opinion, just like you are. What do you think your opinion is more relevant than hers, question mark? Just because she's a celebrity and you aren't, except maybe in your own mind, doesn't it mean she can't express her thoughts? If you don't like what she has to say, just ignore it. There's no need to go rip on her just to get a few extra views on your social media accounts. So I suggest you follow your own advice and shut up if you have nothing positive to say. Nah! Now, here's the thing. You go and you take all that time to look through your entire comment. And number one, Alyssa is just giving her. Is she giving her opinion? No, she's telling me to wear a mask. That is that based on her opinion? Maybe. But I don't find her to be an educated person. I find her to have a few too many dents in her fucking forehead. That's just my opinion. And she's not giving an opinion. She's telling me through Twitter, through her beer muscles on fucking Twitter, to wear a mask. No. And just like you are, I I am giving my opinion, and I do do a lot of research. I spend every fucking morning, afternoon, and night researching, all right? And then I make an educated decision. Unless, like, like I said, unless I'm at a traffic light and bored, I'm making a lot of educated decisions. That's why I've been doing so well over the past couple of years. Uh, let's see. What else is in this? Let's break it down even more. Just because a celebrity and you aren't. I am not a celebrity. I am sort of a uh, becoming public figure. All right? And I designed. I didn't direct Commando. I didn't produce Commando. I didn't direct any of her, of Alyssa Milano's movies or shows, produce them or star in them. Neither did she. She starred in them. She didn't fund them. She didn't produce them. She didn't direct them. All right? She's not a mega celebrity. Okay? Is she the massive breadwinner in her family? I don't know and I don't care. I'm not a celebrity. No. And even if I was a celebrity, I'd still rip the shit out of her. Okay? Because I think her opinion is, if it was her opinion, I think it's stupid. And she's telling me what to do, which she can't. She's in no position to. And let's continue this further, except maybe in my own mind. No, stupid-ass fuck. I don't think in my own mind that I'm a celebrity. I am a startup YouTuber, startup video editor, which I'm actually becoming very good at, and people are willing to pay me because I was willing to go out there and try shit and fuck up every now and then, and that's why I'm in the position that I'm in, because I was willing to fund this thing and build it from the ground up, whereas she didn't. And now I'm in the position to charge for those talents that I learned all by myself and a podcast that I can produce and upload all by myself with little to no financing. Thank you very fucking much. 
and I don't think I'm a celebrity, okay? Celebrities don't do that. Unless you were in a position of high power because you make $50 million a movie, you can produce your own shit. But for the most part, no, I'm not a celebrity. And that doesn't matter if I was a celebrity. I'm not here to be a celebrity. I'm here to make money and produce content that fulfills my soul. That's why I'm here. And let's continue further with your comment. If you don't like what she has to say, just ignore it. No, because what she has to say is she's trying to move the market. She's trying to move, she's trying to nudge figures that will, can and will eventually tell me what to do. She's lobbying to have people tell me what to do. That's the difference. So I don't like what she has to say because what she's trying to say is she's trying to lobby. So I can't ignore stupid. You don't ignore stupid. Should I ignore Comcast that does stupid shit? It eventually does affect me, the stupid shit that she says. And let's continue further down this path. So no, I'm not going to ignore what she said because when somebody, if you're standing next to somebody and they say something that's so fucking stupid that it hurts your soul you obviously have to at least in a polite sense bring it up at the very minimum but if what they say is so fucking retarded that you have to pull the hair out of your fucking skull then you have to bring it up because you'd be less of a person if you didn't and let's continue further down your dumbass comment there's no need to rip on her just to get a few extra views on your social media account. Well, you know what? I've been sitting on it for the quietest time, and yet I've said nothing about it. And finally, I blew my top because she needs to go on fucking Twitter and with her stupid icon of her in a pantsuit and a blowhorn, uh, she has to go and get a... Yeah, did it get a few extra views on my account? Yeah, it did. It wouldn't have mattered either way. But no, I chose to rip on her. It was no need. There wasn't a need to rip on her. But it felt good for my soul to trash on her a little bit because you know what? When celebrities say, say stupid shit because celebrities don't live on the parallel that we do. So it's important for us little people to smash on them every once in a while so they get the fucking point of understanding what we have to go through every single day. All right? So yeah, they live on a different parallel and if they want to go on Twitter and talk to the masses, guess what? Sometimes the masses talk back. And let's continue further down your stupid fucking comment. All right, so I suggest you, I suggest you follow your own advice and shut up if you have nothing positive to say. Well, guess what? If I, what I have to say eventually gets Alyssa Milano to change her tune, or if nothing else, Shut her up. Guess what? I've done something positive by simply saying something. So guess what, Mr. Canada? Go fuck yourself. Now, you would go be able to go on my YouTube, or excuse me, on my Instagram and see that comment. But you can't because moments later, after I was about to respond, because you don't want to ignore people when they make a comment that thought out, you got to respond to them. Or, well, you don't. If you're Joe Rogan, you don't have to. But I was going to go and respond. But literally a few moments later, that entire comment was deleted. So I couldn't respond because that well-thought-out approach to my response on Instagram was gone. So I couldn't comment on it. It's almost like it never existed. But it fucking did. So do me a favor. 
Mr. Canada, with your defense of your virtue signaling for Alyssa Milano, go fuck yourself! Next topic, please. Oh, no. Actually, you know what? I'm not done. Because here's the thing. A lot of you fat fucks, this all happened, this whole shit show, this whole dress rehearsal for a quote-unquote money market pre-this pandemic bullshit, all right, I get it. It's real for those, and I explained that on Sunday Leftovers podcast about those who have autoimmune or already have health issues in general or on the or in their golden years. Thank you for being a friend. Should probably take some significant precautions when going out in public, if going out in public at all. But for the rest of you fat fucks, you are already struggling to breathe in the Taco Bell drive-thru. Now a bad batch of Chinese food has you blowing insurance premiums on vitamin fucking D. And you want me, you want me to take precautions because you didn't plan ahead. You didn't take the fucking time to take care of yourself. And I have to suffer because you stupid fucks refuse to take care of yourselves? Not a chance in hell. Not a chance in fucking hell. If you're a fat fuck or a pale princess, go guess what? My fucking Jewish gems like me can breathe in. Stay home because all you Jewish gems like me can go out and breathe all the unrestricted fresh air while you stay home. Because I don't want to breathe in your fucking phlegmy french fry breath. I want none of it. I've worked so hard past midnight and gone up I get up super fucking early most of you numbskulls before you roll out of bed to go and get your $16 fucking Starbucks frappuccino latte fucktard salad so that I can go out in the world and feel like I've earned it and earned my keep because I bust my ass like my close friends all the time I get to go out and enjoy my time and yet, generally, when I go out and try to enjoy my time, I'm thinking about working. I'm thinking about researching. I'm thinking about shooting video to produce more content. So you fat fucks and pale princesses have something to complain about later because your energy is usually expelled in scrolling through Twitter and scrolling through Instagram and scrolling through Facebook because you don't have the energy to get off the couch and find the fucking burrito that you dropped on the floor. Postmates this. That's And I'm still not done because this fuck who took this whole time and you fucks out there who think that the world is ending and they're, and you know what? You assholes are making me a lot of money right now. Just thought I'd let you know. Don't tell me how to run my website. Don't tell me how to respond to comments. Don't tell me what to post on social media. Don't. It's not your fucking website. It's not your social media. This ain't, this is, I'm in your world too. Okay? I said she should shut her mouth. Never said she had to. People stating that I have to wear a mask when they don't know dick from fuck. What kind of asshole would I look like wearing a mask in a convertible? More importantly, what kind of asshole would you look like wearing a mask in a fucking Subaru with the, with the windows up? You idiots. You're doing 65 miles per hour on the highway with the windows up and you're wearing a mask. What's going to penetrate your air conditioning? Nothing. Not a goddamn thing. 
kind of pissed. You realize the last time a shitload of celebs told us what we had to do? It was the fall of 2016. You remember that? Things have quite things have changed quite a bit since then. That was the last time a shitload of celebs told us what we had to do via social media. And guess what fucking happened? You get what you fucking deserve. So maybe you should hashtag stay home. Maybe you should hashtag wear a mask. You were ugly as fuck to begin with. And you were no fun to hang out with anyways. Anyways, now that that comment has been deleted, I'm sure there'll be others, considering I'm going to go public pretty hard with these clippy clips that I'm going to post, hopefully starting immediately tonight, if not tomorrow. Don't tell me what to do. I have advisors. I have friends. I have family. But I can tell you one thing. I have hard work. I have discipline. And I go through a lot of pain and suffering to make sure that I stay healthy and that I don't impede on other people's rights. I have compassion for those who deserve it. And I have helping hands for those who need it. But I got no time for you douchebags and you lazy pricks. None. Because you won't take the proper advice that I'm willing to give. The health advice that I have in quantities. The financial advice that I've been building up over a short period of time. I have a ton of information if you're willing to access it and utilize it. But if not, I don't care. I'm not here for you. You specifically. I'm here for you. You who are listening, are subscribing, are joining in. You guys can make the difference. You guys are the difference makers. I don't care who you vote for in November. That's none of my business. This podcast is not here for politics. This podcast is not here for sports. This podcast is not here for religion. This podcast is here for several different reasons. And if you've been listening over this past, what, I don't know, 150-something episodes? Well, not 150, because I literally just resurrected this thing about a year and a half ago. But still, be as it may, this, this whole environment, this whole thing that I've been working so hard on, it's been uh, compromised, have you? It's by the fact that there's so much misinformation and agenda-based information. It's hurting my sanity. It's ruining my creativity. The only thing I can do is disconnect, little by little, from the things that I know for sure are compromised. If it's compromised, it can't be a part of my life. So I have to break away from that. I have to know that any information I'm taking in has value. But if it's just here to scare me or make me run to the store to stock up on groceries, it's not any good. It's not good for the people around me. It's not any good for my company. That has a lot of value attached to it. That helps other people do what needs to get done because there's a lot of businesses that are coming back online and they need my help. There are a lot of nonprofits out there that can use, that can use my help, are using my help. They need me to be of sound mind and body when I step on the web, when I step on location to perform for them. And I don't need you idiots here who have no fucking Twitter followers, excuse me, no Instagram followers, no Facebook friends like me telling me what to do. 
because I don't post pictures of me. I don't post, I don't deal with my, my life is public, but private in the very same way. It's private because I don't bother to share it. But my opinions and thoughts are public because it's part of the platform that I create. But I stand behind it 100%, and I will not apologize to any of you idiots that post big comments and then delete them shortly after. That's a perfect example of the idiots that are out there, the fucking weaklings who should be staying home because they're not any of any value to society. Therefore, you want me on that wall. You fucking need me on that wall because when shit hits the fan, you're not going to step up to the plate. It's going to be fucks like me. What do you think, a fucking algorithm is going to save the day? Algorithms are designed by people. People are flawed. I have an article right here from The Verge. YouTube is deleting comments with two phrases that insult China's Communist Party. We've talked about that shit in the past. And they always say that the algorithms are were in error. Well, okay, it's either one of two things. If you have an algorithm that's deleting accounts or deleting comments or that's doing stuff in, eh, on purpose... Well, that's not good. But if it's doing it in error, well, then guess what? If you're stating that these algorithms are deleting shit in error, then your algorithms are fucked. These are the same algorithms that run in your healthcare system. These are the same algorithms that run in your social media, that run in your checking accounts, that run through the government. You want the algorithms, the computers, to run everything so that you don't have to do anything. It doesn't work like that. You need people. You need, into, you need intelligent Proper thinking individuals that see the whole side of the fence, each side of the fence that are willing to ask questions in order to get the job done properly. An algorithm's not going to solve that problem. And a person who thinks like an algorithm isn't going to solve that problem. You need to question people. You need to take them to task when they do stupid shit. This is the reason why Joe Rogan got $100 million from fucking Spotify. It's because YouTube does stupid shit like this. Instagram and Facebook do stupid shit like this. Whether it's on purpose or on accident, doesn't matter. Whether you're arrogant or incompetent, it all leads to the same fucking... What was the, what was the word I was looking for? Waterfall. It all leads to the same waterfall. Eventually, they just like MySpace. MySpace got bought by a large corporate company and because of that, they started to move very slow. And other companies, social medias, started to catch up with them. And that was it. MySpace was dead in the water. Facebook's gotten really big. YouTube's gotten really big. But when you think about it, these companies have only been around and big for the past 10 to 20 years. 10 to 20 years is a drop in the bucket. Companies come and go all the time. They may not last. And with this big movement by Spotify and other companies to do this, they're going to eat up revenue for YouTube. And just like everything else, kingdoms come and kingdoms fall. So don't tell me what to fucking do because I see it. I see patterns. Okay? I watch for patterns. I look very carefully at this stuff. And I only do stuff that benefits me and I've been a target of this stuff. I know that this that my information is su is suppressed in some way, shape, or form. Okay, fine. If that's if I have to work uphill, fine, I work uphill because I know these companies. I don't own them. I own this one. I have control of this one. 
And that's the one I should be focused on. And as long as I'm making money, making my life so much easier, I've got nothing to apologize for. So just take that into consideration. I'm not deleting your comments. Well, am I deleting your comments? The only time I've re- I remember the last the last time I deleted comments, I think it was for my mom. But that was about it. Here, you want me to help you out? Here, I'll help you out. Let's do what's uh let's jump over to freaking health and wellness. Since I already bitched about this idiot from Canada. Not all idiots are not all Canadians are idiots, you know. The cast of Letter Kenny, Jordan Peterson, Will Sasso, they're pretty good people. I'd have a beer with them. I'd have a beer. Let's talk about health and wellness. Since we're in the COVID-19 thing, you know, I hope you got your vitamin D. You're going to need it. It's funny. You want you don't want people on the beaches, and yet vitamin D is one of the things that really helps out with health and wellness and fighting off, uh, uh, you know, viruses and shit. And yet you don't want people to go outside. You don't want people to go to the beach. Jesus Christ. Pick one, you fucks. You want people to hashtag stay home. How are they going to get an immunity? You want them to stay in the plastic bubble? They're not going to get any immunities. You want them to just stick a needle in their arm and say, okay, you're immune to this? doesn't work like that. You got to have balance. You get your flu shot? Okay, fine. You get your COVID vaccine? Great. You get your polio vaccine? Perfect. Still got to go outside. Still got to talk to people. Still got to shake hands and give hugs and smoochies. That's, that's called living, bro. That's called living. You also got to take care of yourself. Can't sit in the Taco Bell drive-thru. Best way to burn fat. I don't know how to burn fat. I'm going to have a salad. It's a start. Not going to get you anywhere near the finish line, but it's a start. Here, here's one by the conversation. It's about uh, the, your fat burning zone. The best way to exercise to burn fat. Okay. Well, obviously, a lot has to do with genetics. You can talk to an endocrinologist, but the fact is, is when you start off in the morning, here's your fat burning zone. You're fat, assessing how much fat is being used for energy during different exercise intensities. By measuring how much air a person expels during an exercise test, which gets progressively harder. Physiologists have been able to calculate the relative contributions of fat and carbohydrates to meet the exercise demand at different intensities. The highest amount of fat burned is called the maximal fat oxidation rate. And the intensity this, occur, uh, this occurs is termed max or fat max. Okay, so... I read this article, and I've read several articles like this before. So in the morning, for example, or during a resting body when there's no food in it and you're in a fasted state, when you don't have a lot of food in your system and you don't have a lot of caloric buildup or glucose buildup in your muscles, okay, stored, muscle bellies, muscle bellies store glucose. If you don't have, if you're in a range between 40 and 70% of your VO max, okay, for example, if you're going for a walk maybe a light jog, you're in that range where you are burning fat. You can burn fat at that range because you're not stressing your body out to the point where it has to immediately burn an energy source. So if that's the case, if you're at a rested state, if you're in a state where there's not, there's no other, uh, there's really no, generally speaking, you can have glucose in your body but still burn fat, I think. You'd have to, you'd have to be fact-checked. But for the most part, for how I understand it, and how I know it works because I'm a perfect example of it and many others is that if you're in this certain range where you're in a steady state or a low state, 40%, where you're not stressing and you're able to talk and walk, then you're in a, a range 
where you can burn body fat. If you have no food in your system, you can burn body fat. You will not burn a lot if you're, say, walking 15 to 20 minutes. You will burn some. You will burn some, not a lot, because it's 3,000 calories, roughly 3,000 calories per one pound of body fat. So if you walk for an hour, you're going to burn between four to 500 calories. But if you do that five times a week, seven times a week, that's if you're burning significantly the vast majority of body fat, after 12 to 16 weeks, you're going to see some real difference. And as long as you stay on point with your, di- with your diet regimen or your nutrition regimen, it's going to make a significant dent. It's when you start to max out every single day. Eventually, that VO max, that oxygen max, max, your body's not going to be able to process fat at that, uh, that range. And it will look for two things, carbohydrates or muscle. You don't want to burn off your muscle. You don't want to do that. You burn off muscle, you're going to start to get skinny fat, you're going to start to get weaker, and you're going to start to get injured. You don't want to do that. The more muscle you have, the more caloric intake you're going to require, which means and you're not going to have as much body fat as a result. So in that range, so-called fat-burning zone, has been shown to occur anywhere between, and I'll read it per verbatim, 50 to 72% of a person's VO max. However, the ability to burn fat is also based on genetics, which studies have shown this fat-burning zone is likely to lower overweight or obese people, around 24 to 46% of their VO max, and higher in endurance athletes. Endurance athletes is a whole different animal. We're not there. As an obese person, if you are obese, you change your diet, and then you start walking, and you do it every morning. Endurance athletes are different. They go by a different science. Physique athletes go by a different science. That's for a different range of people that we're not discussing. For you, just the random individual or the obese person, there is a regimen that works time and time again. Bill Burr jokingly says, you ate your way in, you can walk your way out. It's true. It's very true. But another point to consider is how much fat we actually burn during exercise. Even if we express it in grams per minute, it's not a lot. It's surprisingly little. Like, they're saying between 0.5 grams of fat per minute. This would equate to about 30 grams of fat per hour. But if you, if you continue this and you start to implement high-fat diets or intermittent fasting, and then you start to tack on uh, proper nutrition, supplementation, intermittent fasting, cardio in the morning, working out in the afternoon, that's called two-a-days. That's called two-a-days, where you walk in the morning and then you work out in the afternoon. Or both, work out in the morning and work out in the afternoon. Or just work out in the morning and then go for a walk in the afternoon. That works too. But by doing that, then you're going to start, those grams are going to start to compound. And then you're going to start to see real difference. And then you may be able to ramp it up if you want, starting to tighten up your game. You could fuck up in the beginning. I mean, we all do. I do. But... That is how you start to get results. And it took you a long time to get to that decrepit, gross state that you're in. And it will take some time to get out of it. Just like anything else. You're in a shitty situation in life. It's going to take a long time to get out of it. And usually takes just as long as you got, as it takes just as long as you got into it to get out of it. But you can get there. 
Just focus. But it doesn't have to take all your brain power to do it. But believe me, if you change your mindset, it will do a number on you. We are at, let's see. I wanted to read something at the end that my sister sent me. I'm going to read the whole thing because she sent it. To, she made the effort to send it to me. I should only do her justice by reading it. But I want to get early to the Q&A. And did I go over my notes all the way? I think I did, and that is excellent. So let's go ahead and move right to the Q&A. And if you want to support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Uh, this week's coffee is two scoops Cafe Bustello, two scoops of Lavazza in ice. And it's so good to have the iced coffee back. Whew, was it needed today? Uh, overall, I feel pretty, I've been feeling pretty good today. Actually, sorry, i got to make some adjustments here. I gotta get some new tables here for the podcast studio. It's getting quite ridiculous. Hero Pups American. Ooh, I should read that later. Anyways, what we got going on here? Okay, so Q and A. Let's let's hit it. Dig Q and A. Am I wrong to feel creeped out after my boyfriend's mom stole my bras? My boyfriend and I moved in with his mom and younger siblings after she lost her job and couldn't pay rent. Okay. None of the interior doors had a, has a lock as it is an old house. I have never gotten weird vibes from my boyfriend's mom, just the general introvert versus extrovert classes. Clashes, excuse me. I require special bras so my back doesn't give out in pain three hours into my shift. My bras are custom ordered and the cheapest ones start at $200. Ooh, good lord. Over the past month, several of my bras have gone missing. I would hand wash them, go to work, and they would be gone when I came back. I honestly thought I was losing my mind or my boyfriend's teenage brother was stealing them. Only it turned out to be his mom. I noticed her bra strap as belonging to one of my favorites and confronted her. She took them because hers broke, quote broke, and she couldn't be bothered to go shopping. She didn't think it was a quote big deal. We are both girls. I hit the roof and cornered my boyfriend and to get my bras back. I guess I was too loud because my boyfriend's mother returned everything unwashed and has made uncomfortable remarks about my sensitivity. My boyfriend doesn't quite get it. And I feel like hitting my head against the wall. I really want to put a lock on our door now. And my boyfriend says I am being irrational. I feel like I have to put a clear sign around my boundaries because a clear sign about my boundaries because his mom went to, into our bathroom and stole my bras. I know it isn't sexual, but I'm freaked out. Am I wrong? No. The, well, the behavior, if it even if it isn't creepy, it's a huge uh, crossing the line in terms of privacy. I get it right now. People's boundaries are being tested while staying at home or maybe they lost their job and they have to move in with other people. But yeah, people's patients are being tested big time. And, but I get your, I get your frustration with this and I completely agree that it has to be brought up. And if they cost over $200, anything that costs over $200, you don't want somebody just grabbing it without your permission and using it. Like I have my fucking drone. That drone costs $600. Do I want somebody grabbing it and going flying it everywhere? Absolutely not. What if something happens? What if it crashes into something? What if it hits somebody? What if it hits a fucking plane? Now what? So, yeah, I absolutely agree that what his mother did was downright shitty. And, you know, she should woman up in a man and apologize for it and try to make things as comfortable for you as possible. And are you doing her a favor? Uh, I think you are. Let's see. She could. She lost her job and couldn't pay rent. So you both moved in to probably help him out. So guess what? You're doing her a favor 
she should probably make some arrangements for you to have an easier uh, time there. Since she can't pay rent, you guys are keeping her up. Um, and if it doesn't change, then you fucking move out and get her own place and to hell with her and her bra-stealing mentality. I do wish y'all the luck. Uh, all right, here's the next one. Am I a jerk for permanently deleting my girlfriend's Instagram account without her knowledge? My girlfriend and I have been dating for five years now. I don't have any social media. No Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snap. I'm a private guy, and I like keeping my personal life to myself. My girlfriend, on the other hand, is obsessed with Instagram. She has over 800 photos posted on Instagram and is constantly scrolling through Instagram every waking moment she's not working or sleeping. She would rather spend time attention-seeking from her 5,000-plus followers than spend some quality time with me. What's her at? I confronted her at a few times about this in the last few years, and she always tells me she'll cut down on her Instagram usage, but she never did. Last week, she was using my laptop because her laptop was at the store and noticed she forgot to log out from her email. I did the forgot password thing and reset her password to log in. I googled how to delete Instagram and followed the link and deleted the account. She woke up the next morning and started screaming and crying about how I permanently deleted her Instagram instead of deactivating it and that I betrayed her trust, etc. Now she won't talk to me because she says she can't recover in Instagram and her profile of 10 years is lost forever. I think she's being incredibly childish and throwing a tantrum over some random app. Am I the asshole? Both of you are fucked. Um, she obviously has an addiction problem, and if she's not making money from this, uh, from this, from her 5,000 followers, first of all, yeah, she's definitely an attention seeker, so we'll start with that. Your opinions on her are valid, that she says she'll cut down, but doesn't, and she, is she making any money from this? What is her intention behind using the social media? And if she's constantly on it, then she's not paying attention to you, which is not a good thing. However... You going into her Instagram without her permission is not good. You deleting her Instagram instead of deactivating it was, well, first of all, going into it, period, poor decision. Deleting it, ultimately stupid. You portraying her trust, unforgivable. You two should just not be together all at all, okay? You obviously, I get that you like your privacy, okay? And you don't want your information all over the internet. I get it. Very valid statement, Okay, it is very valid. You want your information and your pictures and stuff private because, yeah, I get it. It's it go you know it's out there and it's out there and it stays out there. However, what you did was bad. You betrayed somebody's trust. Betrayal is the ultimate sin. By doing that, you betrayed someone's trust, and that stuff circulates. That stuff that betrayal of trust will circulate far beyond some picture of you on the internet. You can believe that. So what you should do, what you probably won't do, is apologize and take a break. I don't think she's going to change, and I don't think you will either. Therefore, you guys need to find other people that have more common ground and maybe consider dating them because you two are obviously not going to work out. Let's continue on. Next Q&A. Should I continue dating a man who dreams of settling down with two women? I've been seeing this guy on and off for almost a year and a half, and we have this long-distance relationship going on. This is my very first relationship, but he's been with a few women in the past. Okay, whatever. While we can't see each other as often as we'd like, 
I intend to fix that this sem fall semester since I'll be transferring to a college that is closer to where he lives. I think I love him. But sometimes when we talk, he reminds me that I'm not going to be the only woman in his life. He tells me that he plans to come home one day to children and two women. He says he'd also like to start seeing someone else while still dating me. Although it kind of breaks my heart, I still want to be in that relationship with him. I said I'd be there for him no matter what happens because I love him so much. Wait. What you just said in the beginning of the thing, that you think you love him, but now you're saying, I want to be with him because I love him so much. So you just contradicted yourself. Let's continue. There, okay. I said I'd be there for him no matter what because what happens because I love him so much. Right. And I said that I'm fine with another woman. But really, I don't think I am. If you have to ask the question, you already know the answer. There are many great things about him. He does his boyfriend duties. He's there for me when I'm sad. When I need to rant. When I just need to feel loved. We text each other uh, a lot when we're both not too busy. I know he has work and he works on recording music after work. Which can make life pretty busy. So some days we don't talk to each other. Which I totally understand. I don't want to let go of him because he's become such a part of my life already. I want him to be happy and achieve his dream of living with two women, so I wouldn't mind if another woman is involved. And if it ever got to be too much for me, I could just leave him and take any children with we have with me and be a single mom, right? I don't know what I feel. I really I want to be with him, but I don't want to fight for his attention. And I'm am I selfish in a way for wanting my man to myself? to not have to share him with another woman, which I, okay. The, okay. First of all, your comment about you know, just leaving him and taking your child with you and becoming a single mom. It's a poor statement. I wouldn't go down that route. You don't want to be a single mom. That's a tough job. And number two, you're also uh, compromising your, the future of your child because it's generally, it's scientifically proven that a child with two people in the household is far more likely to succeed in life than just being single parents. And also, it's a lot easier for two, for two people to love each other and be together to just have more success in general. It's just easier that way. But you got to love the person. And even if you do think that you love this person, and then you just, first of all, you contradicted yourself in the beginning because you think you love him, and then you said you don't want to leave him, and you want to be happy because you love him so much. But you have to ask the question that, if you, that you don't know if you're ready to have another woman in their life. Guess what? If it's for him, but it's not for you, then it's for him and it's not for you and you need to leave. Long distance relationships, yeah, they don't really work out that well, but you just need to state the obvious. I want somebody, it's not, it's okay to be selfish, but in a relationship, in, in a monogamous relationship, you want to just be with somebody to be with them. So, and they're, the idea is, yeah, they're allowed to have careers and lives and social lives. But if you're not in the position where you want to be with him and another woman, then you go along your way. And you figure life out when not having to deal with other women. It, believe me, that is not a relationship that you, and I can say this for sure, you want to be a part of. So do yourself a favor. Get out of it, but first, first bring it up to him. You got to bring it up to him and say that this is not for you. And then see what he does. And if he says, no, I'm cool with the way I want to do things, then you have to figure out your exit strategy. And just, no, don't go distant, but just break things off. And do things best for you. You'll find somebody, if you're working hard enough on yourself, 
physically, mentally, financially. You'll find somebody who appreciates you and just wants to be with you. That's how life works. That's how it is, specifically. All right? But I think, yeah, you have to have that conversation first. It's not going to go well, and it's going to be uncomfortable. Next one. Was it okay for my company to send employees N95 masks and then ask for a heartfelt thank you? My brain has kept gravitating to this email I received late last week from the head of HR at my company. About two weeks ago, our company sent out complimentary N95 masks to our homes, which was very nice of them. Our HR head emailed to notify us of fun virtual competitions to help heighten morale for a few minutes during the craziness. The first two contests seemed lighthearted and included the being the first to send a picture with your mask on or taking creative pic with your mask. But the last one rubbed me the wrong way. She said the final prize will to someone who submits a photo using the mask while incorporating a heartfelt thank you to the executive team since they mailed them to our home at no cost and didn't sell them. I am not overly fond of the idea of selling masks because I don't think you should capitalize on a crisis. Okay, you're entitled to that. I disagree that my company deserves a pat on the back for not selling them to us. They do deserve praise for thinking about our health, but sending an email, well, okay. They deserve they they do deserve praise for thinking about our health, but sending an email asking for thanks that these masks weren't sold to us just seems tacky? Question mark. It seems that they want the recognition and are forcing it upon us which makes me very uncomfortable. You know what? Um you're right. What, generally, I always side with the individual over the company. And yeah, they want you to play that little game because they, they're they utilizing that for their own benefit. And if you're not in the office, then why the fuck would, you, would it matter if you have a mask or not? You can buy your own mask for a couple dollars at this point. They're not expensive. They're back in stock everywhere. I saw them on Slick Deals today. You can buy them off a of freaking... Everybody's, everybody's putting their brand on them now. You can get them anywhere. You can make them yourself. So this is this is like one of those plastic trophies that maybe your boss gives you for fucking showing up 10 days in a row. The, yeah, the, the thank you, I wouldn't get involved. I wouldn't waste my time. I wouldn't. The, yeah, it is. It's super tacky. I get it. You're trying to be a company person and do things and being appreciative and all that shit, but yeah, it, it no. You, you, smell, you smell bullshit, and yeah, guess what? When you smell bullshit smoke there's bullshit fire and i think that i just don't be a part of it stand up for yourself as an individual saying that this feels tacky and i don't want to be a part of it i'd still like to be a part of this company but i don't want to get involved with this stupid corporate bullshit because the executive sent me something tacky i should all of a sudden say thank you to them what the fuck else what did they do to what did they do for me executives don't then generally do anything for their employees except uh, except, except, uh, what do you call them? Bonuses before the company files for bankruptcy. That's what they. That's what executives do. They don't care about the ground floor employees. Nor should they. But the ground floor employees shouldn't care about the executives. It's a two-way street. So I gr- I agree with the writer, and that's pretty much it. Let's move on to the next one. Oh boy. How can I stop thinking about my mother-in-law during sex with my wife? Although I have been happily married to my wife for three years, from the beginning, I have been sexually attracted to my mother-in-law. She's a fantastic woman in her 50s and looks almost like my wife, but more beautiful. 
We live in the same area and we see each other two or three times a week. I have sex with my wife almost every day and it is great. But for the past few months, I can't help but think about my mother-in-law during sex. I feel guilty about it. All right. Well, you know what? It is taboo. You feel guilty about it. It's perfectly fine. But if you're, this is one of those things where don't tell. If you still enjoy your time with your wife, okay, it's fine. It is understandable and quite frankly natural to think about cougars who are just still, they're still holding on to their game like nothing else. And as long as your wife is still benefiting from the fact that you're getting rocks off on her mom, I'd leave it alone. I I would leave it alone. And for this brief moment in time that you're having a mental fling with her mom, uh, I guess just roll with it and just keep it to yourself. You're feeling guilty. And if that's about as far as you go with this, fine. People have random sexual thoughts during during the hanky-panky about other people, celebrities, people that they wish they were banging right at that moment. But you kind of have to just go through the paces. We have urges every day. We forego them in order to keep things with the people that we do care about intact. But this is like, on a scale of one to one to bad, this is this is nothing. This is nothing. And she's going to eventually get old. She's eventually going to, as long as you don't turn dreams into reality, then you're fine. That's, that's no big deal up at that point. But no, you don't need help. This is something that you just need to process. And first of all, good for her. This is going to let her know that, I mean, yeah, you can, you can even say it. Your mom's fucking hot. See how your wife reacts. I mean, it'd be pretty hilarious. You should definitely air that out and put it on Instagram. But still, no, it's not something to feel guilty about. At the very least, it's not something to feel guilty about. You could approach it and talk to yourself about it, but don't feel guilty about it. I understand what you're going through. I think. Do I? Maybe I shouldn't have said that. But I did. So whatever. Mmm, good coffee. All right, let's move on. Um, can I write a letter to a couple I've never met asking them to stop smoking in their home? Since our stay-at-home order, I had to change my running patterns. I now run past a presidential garage. Excuse me. I now run past a residential garage at 7 a.m. Inside, an elderly couple smokes and uh, runs a fan that blows cigarette smoke onto the sidewalk. I try to remember to run onto the other side of the street, but I often forget. I think it's outrageous that I'm forced to breathe in secondhand smoke. Should I write a couple a letter asking them to stop? No. No, you shouldn't write a letter, and you shouldn't report them. You shouldn't snitch on them. Unless it goes inside your home, you keep your mouth shut. Right now, I don't want to hear about snitches. I don't want to hear about this fucking bullshit, okay? There are people out there that are actually suffering, just in general, whether it's COVID-related or not. It doesn't matter. Right now, people need people need a break. People need to fucking uh, uh, exfoliate their minds and not think about the crazy shit that's going on in the world, whether it's COVID or not. You need to give people a little bit of break. You're going to run for your health. Great. You can handle... 0.205 seconds of secondhand smoke. You're going to be fine. Pick a different path or do something. But just the one thing you shouldn't do is bitch about this. This is fucking first world white people problems and I don't want to hear about it. Are we done here? Yeah, we're done here. We're at 53.43. Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm going to close this podcast. I'm going to read an article from beginning to end that my sister wrote about me. Wrote Not wrote about me. Excuse me. <laughs> Uh, wrote about uh, family. And this is something that I've 
mentioned or talked about or done uh, vlogs about. And I'm just going to read it from top to bottom, and we'll close the show on, on a serious note. And this article is from the Elephant Journal. My, mom's, my sister's a big fan of elephants, by the way. This is uh, the journey of forgiving our parents and releasing our family conditioning. And this is not whether I reg- this is I'm just going to read it. It's not whether I agree upon agree or disagree. There are takeaways to be had. Okay, so here we go. Do you know what's the saddest thing in the world? To be born, to grow up, and to not know who you are, to not remember what excites you, or what makes your heart full, to not understand how life happens, to not be able to see yourself as worthy nor deserving. To not be able to wake up every day with the gratitude for another amazing day to live. We all, we all wear in our DNA and in the skin of our fingertips the genes of the first people who were there with us as we started to have our first breath out in the world. Far away from the isolated galaxy of the warm and safe womb. We all carry our mom and, moms and dads with us as we grow up and move along and alone in our paths. We carry the conditioning of our families and the society where we were growing up as kids deeply rooted in our psyche. Sometimes it feels light and we find pride. Sometimes it, feel, sometimes it feels light or right and we find pride in certain qualities that we got from our parents. And other times, or most of the time, what we got from them becomes suffocating, isolating, and limiting to who we think we are and what we think we can achieve in this life. We carry our parents in a way, in our way of eating, sometimes in the style of dressing up, in our beliefs about who we think we are and our beliefs around sex, sexuality, and relationships. Just observe yourself. You will get little hints, and you will see traces of your mom and dad in your behavior, in your way of thinking, and acting in the world. Mom and dad will be, for the most of us, the most important people in our lives. Because it does not matter what they did. They truly tried their best, and all they knew at the time of raising us up. If they did wrong or good, they did not know better, period. It took me three decades of my life to forgive my parents to truly feel compassion for them in my heart because they were people who suffered pain and all kinds of struggles and they taught me what they knew and what their parents taught them. They really tried to give us the best of life according to their level of awareness and perception. But the sad thing is that most of our parents don't know who we truly are. They put us in fixed boxes and expect us to act according to the compass found in that box. It does not happen. If that does not happen, they get dissatisfied or disappointed and family drama starts. The thing is that we came from our parents. But none of us belongs to our parents. We are not their property. We don't belong and we don't owe anything to anyone. Most parents fail to accept this truth. The earlier they accept this, the better. But when we face non-acceptance for whom we chose to be in the world, we can let our parents know that we are not them and we will never be. Though we love them, as an introspective person, I sometimes find myself acting, thinking, or behaving in ways my parents did or in the ways they taught me. When I catch myself in these moments, I stop and, and have a deep breath and remind myself, quote, you are not your parents, though you love them. My parents taught me in the, the family life, the safe life, the poor life, and the simple life. 
and we had to struggle to have food or any material goods in our home. I kept going in the same patterns on autopilot for the first three decades of my life. But when I turned 31, I started to peel the layers. I am still in the middle of this process because I'm realizing and understanding that the way I'm creating my life and the way that I find my life fulfilling at this point in the times that does not match with my parents' desires and views of me. But my deepest longing in my life has been to be me, completely raw, wild, and free. I can't be my parents any longer. I have a lot to undo onto the past conditioning level, but I'm creating little steps every day to focus on myself and discover who dwells within me, which turns out to be the opposite of what my parents hoped for me to be. It would be my greatest regret in my, in my last days of my life to follow my parents' steps instead of my own steps, and hence, I'm committed to this journey of coming home to who I am at my core, and to be that, no matter how difficult, how inappropriate, or how unacceptable it is for others. I'm here to create a whole new reality with my being, so I can validate myself and claim myself as worthy and deserving of my an amazing life. Something my parents could never teach me, for they did not know how. It is our responsibility as grown-up people to take the reins of our existence in our hands and create a different reality for ourselves, one that fits with who we are deep down. So gather the courage and be the black sheep. You will enjoy life more that way. Allow your parents to be whoever they choose to be and create you for you. That's the greatest investment in our lives, to become our whole amazing fucking magical selves, sparkling in all our colors. This article was written by Ilda Dashi. She's a free spirit poet, writer, dancer, uh, among other things. Uh, okay. So there's the end. There's that article. If you want to go check it out, you can go and check out elephantjournal.com and you can look up Ilda Sashi. I'll actually give you her full name. Um, I-L-D-A Dashi. D is in David. A-S-H-I. Go ahead and check it out good read until then you can find me on instagram at positive underscore sarcasm you can find me on uh, facebook.com slash pos sarcasm or if you just want to be my friend at positive underscore sar uh, facebook.com slash positive sarcasm you, you can also find me on tiktok at positive sarcasm uh if you want to go ahead and support this podcast go to positive sarcasm.com slash donate any amount is appreciated and uh, hit me up on YouTube, a Positive Sarcasm and Positive Sarcasm Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or if you want to be a guest on the podcast, or you just want to sip coffee on the casting couch, hit me up. Uh, go to PositiveSarcasm.com, contact me there, or go to Positive Sarcasm, uh, positive sarcasm at Outlook.com. You can email me directly. Until then, hit me up on all social media, any way, shape, or form. I appreciate you all, all the new subscribers, anybody tuning in. Be yourself. Everyone else is taken. Thank you for listening, watching, subscribing. Recorded here at the Spare Parts Studios. I will talk to you all next week. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation.
podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate.